When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I was trying to find the the mean thing that someone wrote about me, and I just can't. Did you delete it? No. For your health? No, okay. I want. I need it. <laughs> I need it because it makes me strong. I'll look again. But in the meantime, I'll tell you about how I saw the Backstreet Boys on Saturday. And right. it was so nice. And it was just a real... Hoot and a half. <laughs> so um, are you guys going to be hanging out again? <laughs> oh my gosh, what a what a delight it was! Truly, <laughs> truly, truly, truly. You your audio is set, uh, Tyler. Hey, how was your hanging out with the Backstreet Boys? Uh, the Backstreet Boys were very rude to me. Hmm. Um, I do not know why. Um, were you rude to them? Uh, I mean, yeah, but I'm rude to everybody. I should fuck up. No. <laughs> 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 Let's head to the stairs leading down to the city then. This is a pretty big touristy area. This is where so many people come in. There are a lot of vendors and stands. Traveler Quan, where have... Ooh, can I, can I, I don't know how to do this, but can I roll against Allie to see who gets there first? Ooh, Ooh, I love it. Yeah. And I was also going to, do I know who sent me the note? Did you, you sign it? I, I, you, you know my name. Okay. Uh, and do I, f- I know? Do Do I recognize that name? Would um, I recognize that name? So this is a question. Um, let's cut back in time to Traveler Quan standing on the staircase. You had this strange interaction with, yes. with a very tall person on the stairs. You're continuing your meditations as you descend into the city. And you happen to notice out of the corner of the, uh, your eye as you have opened yourself up to the world around you, someone very unusual, mm. someone singularly unusual. Mm. You turn your focus to them and it is Jonet Kessler at the bottom of these stairs that you see. And slowly, I think in dreamily, because you're in a meditative state right now, you realize what it is that is special about this person. Mm-hmm. After making that connection, you begin a very quick descent on the staircase. But by the time you reach the bottom, Jonet is gone. And the large figure that you encountered on the stairs had jumped over the side of the staircase to join this person and disappear into the shuffle of the crowd. My question to you is, would Traveler Quan A, 
know this city well enough to try and get more information? And would Traveler Kwan take the time to try and get that information? Because there's like a there's a, a reference desk, which is how I found you, ah. um, where it's like there's a woman in or the the attendant kind of knows everything about anyone. And if you give her a secret, they will give you a secret. And I or did, in some cases they will if you give them money. I thought yeah. Traveler Kwan search for John at the reference desk. Yes. 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 Okay. Oh, OK. Oh, OK. OK. So at the at the reference desk, what info did they give me? So very shortly after this interaction, Traveler Kwan makes their way over to the reference desk. And there are like you have to figure out how to phrase your questions and, and ask a few. But you find that uh, people that recently landed in the city, there is a ship that landed there. It landed under a false name. And you asked for what crew manifest they had. And there's a surprising number of children on this ship, but uh, (laughs) one unknowable (laughs) amount. (laughs) But uh, the the only teenager is someone named Jonnet Kessler. Okay. Okay. You've sort of filed that information away. Great. Okay. Cool. Yep. That, 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 that helps me. Cool. So are we going to roll to see who gets there? Yeah. First? I think this is a vigilance roll. Okay. Um, what's my, what's the vigilance? Oh man. That's oh, okay. Not I got high. two of these. Okay. And, perfect. And what else? Uh, oh, you're just rolling that. Okay. Yeah. okay. I got a success and an advantage. I got two, two advantages. Two advantages. So uh, that goes to Jonnet. Okay. So uh, so Jonnet and Gable uh, kind of like uh, run in st- Stack too high, like uh, uh, what was that Mario game? Mario game, Double Trouble, yeah. something like that. I don't know. Well, they stack on each other for like they can both spin. Yep. <laughs> so they run up, run up, run up, and then um, Jonnet just like sees like no one's there yet. Uh, Jumps over a gap, sends Gable into the abyss like Yoshi. Yeah, does not apologize. Uh, and then uh, he like jump, leaps off of Jonnet's sho- or uh, Gable's shoulders. And kind of like runs up to the the base of the stairs, and like he just like looks around and then tries to kind of dust himself off and make himself look official. He unties his bandana, he looks at it, and it's kind of grimy, so he flips it around to the other side and then like ties it back up, and then um and just kind of like makes himself presentable. Uh, and then he looks over at Gable and like kind of like is doing the mental distance measuring between them. He's like, Gable, back up! You're too close. You look very handsome. Thank you. Very right, handsome but get, boy. But get back up. Back okay, up, okay. all right? I'll be in the shadows okay, over here. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Gable? Yes? Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, go, 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 go. So precious. <sighs> and so then he, like, tries to find, like, a, a, a <laughs> casual way of, like, leaning on a set of stairs. <laughs> so he's just, like, leaning on, like, four stairs, like, just cash. <laughs> Love it. Gable, where have you posted up? Where the shadows, as I said. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so the shadows, sure. Yeah. You're seven feet tall. Yeah. So I want to know, like, what is, is there Where's anything Where's the more? tallest shadow, James? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, okay, great. Gable is nebulously in the shadows. Uh, 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 no, if we're by the stairs, I'm pro- we're probably... Uh, like sitting on a bunch of crates near the lift where it's most busy oh, so yeah, yeah. people mm-hmm. won't, won't notice that I'm there. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, so then we come to Traveler Quan Traveler. You, you've had a nice leisurely walk. Yeah. You had a funnel cake. Did you finish it? Um, I got a little <laughs> bit of funnel cake left. And I was also thinking, I got an iced tea on the way there. <laughs> yeah. I got like, they have like nice 
flavored teas that like help with like meditations and just make you feel good. So I stopped and got a little iced tea with my funnel cake. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. So you got that. I think it's probably not hard for you to see Jonnet. Um, yes. You were wearing blue on the first day because you're like, or you're, you kind of went right from your official meeting. Like you're still wearing like the robes of the masters of the monastery right now. So you might look different enough that Jonnet might not notice you. Ooh. I think. Mm. Oh, okay. Dope. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, what do you do like coming upon this person and, and seeing them in their natural element? Um, well, I feel like my, like the thing in me that recognized there was something special about John, it would be like pinging. Okay. Okay. Like yeah. Mentally and like spiritually, I'm, it's like pinging. So I want you to make an arcana check. Um, okay. And I want it to be, I think this is going to be hard. So oh roll this and we'll see what you get. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, uh, this is fantastic. Wow. <laughs> so this is a wash with a triumph and oh. a disadvantage. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so, Those sound like opposites. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the wash is like, like you don't necessarily succeed, you don't necessarily fail. Uh, the disadvantage here, uh, I'm going to say, is looking over Jonnet, you get a very different feeling uh, than you had when you first saw him him and that different feeling is it's a little spooky um a little terrifying looking at him even though he is a 15 year old trying to look presentable and cool despite the fact that he is on a crew of pirates and had an extremely harrowing night the day before like i I think you feel small I feel small. Yeah, you feel small. Okay. Like like looking at him and like that that is just like going into the meditation and mm-hmm. and seeing more than what is there. There's also I think a hint of sorrow. Got um, it. Looking at him, triumph though. Yeah, you know what? I, I think it's more than a hint of sorrow. I think that triumph is you perfectly understand his emotional state. There is a deep and heavy sadness uh, of loss uh, mm-hmm. around him. He is clearly grappling with a very fresh and very deep emotional wound. And on top of that, there's, I think, a hint of fear for, uh, of like himself almost. Hey, this is 15 year old. 15 year old emotions tend to run hot anyway. Yeah. But you know that there is some heavy stuff that is just behind this veneer of someone trying to hold it together. Yeah. How far away am I? Uh, how far away do you want to be? I mean, like, ideally, right next, like, I'm right oh there. yeah, you're right oh. next to him. You're standing right above him, looking down on him. You snuck up on him like a spooky ghost. Ooh, <laughs> like when Voldemort's in the forest in the first one. Oh, yeah. And I just sort of float around with my funnel cake and yeah. I see with a funnel cake. <laughs> Would you like some funnel cake, Harry Potter? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so you you are upon him. Like ah. you saw him from like across the street, and mm-hmm. you can be over there very quickly. Got it, Jonnet. Uh, you're a John. It like takes stock of like what he's his body is actually doing, and he realizes he looks so stupid. Uh, so he stands up straight uh, on the steps to maybe in that moment be like two steps higher than Mm. than Traveler Quan. Is like, uh, 
you you must be Traveler Quan. Yes. You uh, earlier you came at me and 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 um and I I I, I take is- issue with that with that. I couldn't finish my funnel cake. Would you like some? Jonathan is very caught off guard. Um, he he without without breaking eye contact with Traveler Quan, he reaches his hand out. Pads around, finds the funnel cake, rips off one piece of funnel cake, <laughs> misses his mouth, gets some powdered sugar on his cheek, oh, and then finds his mouth and then starts to chew. Thank you. You can have more. I'm, I'm not going to finish it. He takes the whole funnel cake. <laughs> There's about like a third of a funnel cake left, I think. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll have you know that I... Mm. Oh, my mouth is so dry. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'd like to know why you were, why you were coming at me, and and uh, why you were doing such a thing. I, I, I want to know who are you. You already know who I am. Why were you looking for me? I didn't look for you. I found you. How were you able to find me? You looked for me. We can talk about that all later. Trust me, we will have time. Right now, I think it's important for you to finish that funnel cake because I know when I feel sad, having something sweet makes me feel better. I'm I'm not sad. I just like funnel cake. Everyone likes funnel cake. It's the saddest of all carnival treats, and we both know that. It is. Jonathan looks at the funnel cake. I don't I don't really want to eat this. Do I have to eat this for you? Oh, a raven descends from the sky <laughs> and steals the funnel cake away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Got rid of Chekhov's funnel Jonathan, cake. Jonathan <laughs> rolls up the, the, the paper plate that the funnel cake had and then like sticks it into like a between some bricks in the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um how did you know that I've what makes you think that I'm sad? <laughs> I know as well as you do that I see with more than eyes. Um, you seem to be able to see in a way that I feel like I do. When I look at you, I, I see more than just what's in front of me. Are you, are you special? I trained to be special. I mean, very few of us are ever born special. I mean, look around. Look at all these people milling about. How many of them were born special? Sure, plenty of them are special. They've learned to use the little bit of natural gifts that were given to them. But people like you, people like you, Jonathan, you were born special, and you know that. How do you know all this? How do you feel these feelings how can you read people how how are you able to see like like i think i can you can see way better than i can i mean that's an objective fact but no one's you said you trained mm-hmm. to do this i i no one's trained me i i, I don't know what i'm doing i it feels insane that i'm even talking to this someone i just met i where 
How did you get your training? At the monastery. What monastery? The Liquid Swords Monastery. Can I roll to see if I know anything about that? You, you, what you know is everything that the reference desk. Told oh, that's you. right. Okay. okay yeah. Okay. Man, again, before that, like months ago. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. It's a, it's a secretive monastery. Uh, they study many different disciplines yeah. there, and typically they send agents out uh, to perform services that's at right. different that's places right. around the world. Uh, there are a lot of like hired guns and swords and whatnot um but like they also study magic yeah. there so okay <clears throat> yeah i yeah you're from the liquid swords but they're all kind of, they're all over the place they're they're mercenaries they're 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 hired guns they're they're council members i feel like they're here in bougenith are they all able to see like this is everyone in the liquid swords is are they they trained in this way can they all do they all have... And then he, like, reaches up and... Gable sees him doing this and, like, stands up. Yeah. Like, oh, man. And he I don't even think he, like, takes stock of yeah. that. Having this moment of, like, truly not knowing who this person is, but also feeling this, like, innate connection with someone, especially so long, so close to losing draft. Jonnet, his insides are just, like, bubbling up, and it feels like he's kind of close to tears. Yeah. So in order to, like stop that he just like does a physical action which is like to just pull up the headband and while he can't like open the eye fully but like i think in that moment there's like a crease in his head where like sort of like a closed eye And he, like, tries to will it to open, but he can't. And, like, he's just so – he's like, do you have – can you – do you all have this? And he pulls up his headband. He tries to get it to open. And he's like, no, no, no. Come on. Just do it for once when I want you – and um, – I love this vision of this 15-year-old, like, <laughs> trying to – Yeah, to, just, to think to think a third eye into existence, and it's not happening. And, I, like, I want to – do can I do a magic to make him chill? <laughs> like, how do I do? How oh, do I make him chill? Yeah. I totally, I, I, I love that. Uh, uh, so I, I think that is an Arcana check. Um, okay, I, I think it's going to be the same. It, this it's is a hard be very check. Difficult. He's okay. he's not in a good position he's for being rowdy. chill right now. Boy is rowdy. What does that do? Oh, holy shit! Alley, amazing. Uh, yes. So that is two successes, one threat, and another triumph. Ooh. This is the, the most triumphs that we've ever rolled. Very triumphant today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the success is you're definitely going to be able to uh, cast some kind of spell to calm his emotions. Okay. I, I just want to know, uh, because we're kind of making up Liquid Swords traditions right mm-hmm. now, what does casting a spell look like? for you um i think we have like i have like under my cloak like if i sort of flip it open i have uh like some little waters like in little vials Mm. and each one is like a different color or like slightly glows kind of thing and you pull one and you drink it and then like in the person's oh, face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of, <laughs> kind, of, kind of like the rock spring. Yes, yes. Yes. So um, that's this. Triple H, idiot. Yeah, Triple H does that. The rock, I thought, also does that. 
That's Triple H. That was, was like The Rock pink. in the 90s. Oh, like, yeah. like a true candy ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My ass is delicious. <laughs> James SummerSlam is tonight. Get it together. Okay. <laughs> Boy. Cool. So, yeah, I, I, I gross and I love it yep. also. So, I think this one, um, it smells like lavender and limes, and it will like calm the person down. It will make. Like their limbs heavy, like they're almost gonna fall. Like you know when you're falling asleep and your limbs are kind of heavy, mm-hmm. but you're still in control. It just like is harder to like do something. That like it just like it relaxes yeah. your whole body. I think when when that like that happens, you like do that in John's in John's face, and then like he just like has the biggest exhale, and then just like flops back mm-hmm. into a seat onto the steps, and he's just like. Thank you for spitting on me. <laughs> I I like this, but we're not done because that's merely the success. There's oh, also okay. a threat and a triumph. Okay, here. well then that doesn't happen. Uh, Strike that. I Casey. think no, no, no. That does happen. That does happen. I love it. I think Gable's the threat. Uh, Gable, you're part of the threat. Uh, oh, no. I need you to roll a perception check Who, me? on all of this. Yeah. Ooh, uh, perception. So. Where's my perception? Oh, I'm not going to see anything, James. Uh, so this is average. I think that's nothing, right? That's that is that is nothing. That's, that's nothing. a that's a pure okay. wash. That's so pure yeah, wash. I think you are you've you see this happen. What does Gable decide to do? Gable as Gable saw someone spit stuff on our boy. So mm-hmm. Gable stands up and walks up and I think makes eye contact with Jonnet to check to see like okay. What is happening here? Uh yeah, I guess in that yeah, Jonnet kind of like now very calmly leans over to Gable and just like like a just a head nod and then just like leans back up to look at Quan and and I think it's just like yeah. Okay, that means next to nothing, but Gable stops walking. <laughs> no, well, no, I just, yeah, I, I feel like anything other than that would be like something's wrong, but he's yeah. like, he looks and then. I mean, you can have yeah. an uncharitable interpretation of what's, because Jonnet like looks a little bit more zonked out than before. I don't know. How much of the conversation could you hear? Or are you just watching it unfold? It's, I probably have read enough into their body language to know that it's mostly fine, mm-hmm. but I still don't know what happened. So I'm still like, Oh, here. well in, in that moment, John, it kind of just like to travel a Quan, that, that person over there, that the really tall one. Yeah. They're my friend. Okay. Uh, just give them a wave. Okay. Yeah. So John, we got to deal with the triumphs. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> You're, in this state now like where your feelings are relaxed and i think this is like kind of a meditation where you are looking at your complicated emotional state uh from the perspective of almost an outsider it's giving you the ability to sort through some of these feelings and maybe make a little bit of peace with them a lot of sad and traumatic things have happened to you very very recently because of the triumph of this i would like you to be able to process one thing now there are a lot of wild things you took a life without intending to take a life and it was out of your control that could be very frightening Mm -hmm. uh when you found dreff dead you tried to bring him back and the result was terrible yeah there's also just the 
general sadness of losing a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, of those things, what would you like Jonnet to process? Um, okay. I think in that moment, Jonnet, he's like, oh, my friend is over there. Say wave. Hi. Hi. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with my body, with my, uh, with my mind, but we can't be afraid of what we don't know. And I feel like you might be able to help me. Are you able to help me? With that, a tear drops down from that eye. Yeah. And for a second, it can flutter open. Yeah. Like you feel, you feel the warm tear like roll down over your nose. It blinks for a second and you look over the crowd and you can see, you know, the concern and protectiveness of Gable. You, you can see the curiosity and openness of Traveler Quan, and you can also see the murderous intent of the men who have surrounded you while your guard was down. Mm. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Hey heroes, it's James, your game master. Welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, we've got some exciting stuff to tell you this week. First up, by popular demand, we have created a I'm a Different Bird shirt that is now available at the One-Shot Tee Public Store. If you're a fan of Travis Matigo or Caramel the Raven, there's no better way to declare your love than by putting a shirt on your body. The design for that shirt comes to us courtesy of comic artist Joe Hunter, and it looks amazing. So if you also happen to be a different bird, you can go pick up a Travis shirt yourself by heading to bit.ly slash one-shot merch. There's also lots of other rad campaign merch there if you really need to expand that wardrobe. Next up, we've got some amazing Skyjacks bonus content for you. First, over on the Session Zero podcast, licensed therapist Porter Green does a mock therapy session with spit. Uh, there's lots of juicy bits of lore there, and I think we learn a little bit about the emotional complexity of the most sexual person aboard the Uhuru. You'll be able to listen to that over on the Session Zero feed. Just go to your podcatcher, search for Session Zero with Porter and Steve, and it will be the most recent episode. You should also check out their show generally, because they discuss RPGs through the lens of psychology. Porter, as I've said, is a licensed therapist, and Steve is a PhD candidate. They've got lots of amazing content there, including an episode where I talk about GMing with ADHD. Now, if that's not enough for you, hitting the secret archive today, we have another bit of Session Zero content. Steve, who is a professional workplace psychologist, gives the broker an HR consultation. It is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever done, and I absolutely want to dig deeper into the broker's psychology because that is a fascinating person. You can get access to that particular piece of bonus content by signing up to be a patron at the $5 or more level over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash one-shot podcast. That is just one piece of many amazing pieces of bonus content, some of which are Skyjacks related, like our mini Session Zero where we created Bujanith. 
or the Valentines that we commissioned last year. Supporting us over there also helps us produce the show, and I thank everyone for doing that very much. Before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. Although we have not generated a new list, I've still had a couple people filtering in saying that they got missed, so let's catch up. First up is Sam Weissman-Holler. Sam, thank you so much for supporting us. Next up, Mike DeJong. Thank you so much for your support. Now, if you'd like to hear your name on air, all you need to do is back at the $2 or more level. And I recommend you do that soon, because once I get back from all of the nasty garbage I'm dealing with right now, we're going to generate that new list of Patreon supporters. Now, one final thing before we get to the episode. And heroes, this is pretty serious and pretty emotional. So if you are not in a good emotional place, or talking about family health issues is a trigger for you, then it's time to skip ahead. The show resumes around 30 minutes and 15 seconds. Campaign Skyjacks has been wonderful and fulfilling to me for so many reasons. One of the biggest reasons is the response that I've seen from people. And that's not just you, the anonymous hordes that I send this show out to every week, but it's the people closest to me. Skyjacks is one of the projects that my mother understood more than anything else that I've created over the many years that I've been podcasting. When we started up this run of the show, something clicked for her and my actual play stuff that apparently hadn't been there before. She loved the characters, got drawn into the story, and really listened to the episodes. One of the many difficult things that I've had to come to terms with over the last couple weeks is that she's not going to get to hear the end of this series. Now, in conversations with her, I've, of course, told her where the show is going, secret details of each character's past, and how that relates to the larger story that we're telling here on Skyjacks. But as a role player, I know that that information only goes so far. That even if you know which direction the story is headed, there are so many wonderful things that can surprise you on the way. And I'm sad that I won't get to share that with her. But on the brighter side, I know that I'm able to tell these stories, that I have a passion for this fiction, that I developed into the person I am today because of her. Heroes, everything you love about this show was made possible by Kathy D'Amato. She helped me become the type of person who makes things that I'm proud of, and I will always be grateful to her for that. Mom, I love you, and I'm going to miss you. She's not looking at social media anymore, but I would appreciate it if some of you thanked her. She's a big part of why this is one of the best things I've ever done. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. Looking at Quan, do I see any kind of like weaponry on her? So Quan has a walking stick that looks finely made. Yeah. Um, uh, but you're not really familiar with the liquid swords beyond stories that yeah. you've heard. And some of the like stories that I'm sure, oh God, what was your, it wasn't your uncle, but your family friend who you Hip? got your map from Hip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hip has probably told you some tales okay. of the liquid sword and the wild stuff that they could do. I hear that the liquid swords are unparalleled in combat. We don't, you know, that's not our number one, but that's a thing. Yes. <laughs> top five? It It's in the, I'd say the top three. It's in the top three. Okay. Well, I think we're about to get into some shit. <sighs> 
Let's cut to Travis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, you are like you, you have been rushed over to the grounds of the competition. Like there are a lot of people gathered around, and I think one of the brokers, spooky butlers, spotted you, and they've essentially been like preparing you as you go. Oh my god, what are you dressed in? What are you dressed in? These are just standard competition clothes. Where's your formal wear? It's back at the room, oh but my. the timeline was so short, and then I couldn't get a piggyback ride from the big ones, so... <laughs> we have 30 minutes. Uh, we have his measurements, and like a, bun- a bunch of other spooky butlers dressed as various <laughs> skeletons and goblins and ghouls. Uh, they like start taking measurements and uh, tailoring you a new suit within this very small time window. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I make a spooky man out of you. <laughs> All right, so I have you down for showing two birds. Uh, is there anything that you would like to request? Are there any needs for the birds? Do we need blinders? That's going to count against us in the competition. No, no blinders. Just probably the birds, uh, Ferdinand and the the peacock, Roger or whatever. Uh, ooh, I have Lucas. Mm-hmm, that's the one. Okay. And no blinders. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know what to do? You oh. you studied the rules? Of course. 30 points. Just for signing your name. <laughs> okay. But you know about the possible deductions, right? Well, sure, if you spell it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. What? You know what? I'm... I'm just going to say that... And the blinders also take some points off. They they absolutely would. Okay, so you're familiar. Thank goodness. Uh, the broker said that you were all very, very professional, and I am seeing that that is true. So I am so excited uh, for you to do this competition. Uh, obviously, first is, is best in type. Uh, you have uh, one exotic and one in the duck category. Um, so, you know, go out there, go get them. Will we'll do. They, they sort of like as you're walking and talking, they are taking your clothes off and dressing you in new ones very quickly. And you are led over to Lucas and Ferdinand, who have been prepared for the show. Lucas looks prettier than you have ever seen Lucas. Liz, I would like you to play the part of Lucas here. Uh, what? You've said you've said uh, in in tweets before. Uh, sometimes pretty gets bitter. Yeah, pretty uh, get bitter. So Lucas, I think, is like a vicious monster in yeah. many ways. Um, He's a spicy boy. But please describe this this spicy boy in his emotional state after having been preened by strangers that he does not know all day. Well, first of all, we left Lucas alone for five days mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. he's very pissed off uh, and then a handler he didn't know came to grab him mm-hmm. and basically however you drive a griffin shoved him into a cage and then they cleaned him with uh, like bird oils and shit yeah he's, like wizard of oz style yes <laughs> he's all floofed up <laughs> he's like, like he looks like the cowardly lion with a bunch of bows and everything. Oh yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Because Con- Lucas considers himself to be like a warbird. He is very, in- <laughs> he's very uh, insulted that he's being made to be pretty. So he feels like he's very vicious. He's like one, a little dog pretending like he's one of the big dogs. And so he, once he sees a familiar face in Travis, he just starts screaming at him. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yes, I'm happy to see you too, Roger. 
<laughs> uh, He's like yeah. plucking the ribbons off of himself. I think Lucas is ready to take a life. Uh, <laughs> let's 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 move over to Ferdinand. Ferdinand obviously is a duck that I think you have actually established a, a good connection mm, with. Yeah. Um, the one thing about Ferdinand, though, is we describe Ferdinand as being temperamental. Um, Ferdinand, uh, it, like being kept around the other ducks, I think is not looking happy right now like he he looks like he wants to take out some of these other ducks ferdinand is a racing bird and not a show bird for sure um so you've got this moment in front of these two are you gonna do anything uh, to try and prepare them for the competition okay team it's you and me and you the three of us we're gonna go out there we're gonna sign our names we're not going to wear blinders, and we're going to win big, okay? We've got the prettiest duck and the prettiest peacock in town. Ain't nobody going to beat us here, okay? That's the spirit. I love your bows. <laughs> it, like, goes after your finger. And just, to, just so we're all clear, you both did read the rules and know... <laughs> the deal I certainly did So I just want to make sure That you both also Are aware J- Johnny can I ask a question About Travis Absolutely. I mean, Is he a been- dumbass <laughs> Dumbass I mean, in, my, in my brain like there I don't know if Travis Has drank his own Kool-Aid And like truly just believes That like He's done everything that he could do. Or there are moments when, like, you get asked, like, what are the rules if your heart flutters a little bit? Yeah, this is a good question. I I think the second thing, but also he's pretty good at consistently being able to bluff his way through stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that there's ever been anything quite this big that he's had to bluff his way through. Uh And also whenever it doesn't work, usually it's just like... Oh well, if I screw this up, they'll kill me. So I'll just like run away, you know. But gotcha. the, but this is there are more um, consequence, you know, consequences. Yeah. I guess to this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm gonna have uh, Liz draw a luminary. Um, the one that you're holding out to me. Well, yeah. I mean, whichever. Here, I can <laughs> fan them. I'll fan them. Thank you. The whale. The whale. Okay. Uh, we all know the whale's shit. Uh, yeah, but just as good a stuff. Refresher, uh, it is revenge, irony, and fate. Ooh. So I think you enter the exotic group, and there are some fabulous birds in this group. Uh, you, Somebody uh, has a secretary bird. It is truly enormous. Taking notes. This creature is like 30 feet tall. It is a flightless bird. Just gorgeous uh, with with lots of plumes. There are some birds of paradise here. I just want to say, as a guest on here, did not expect so much bird. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most most of the podcast is mostly bird. Uh, (laughs) Bird work is yeah, like a lot of Or at least for the last like six months. (laughs) (laughs) Probably for the next couple months oh, too. Oh, we will be birds. here for years. Yeah. We're here talking about these birds. They all got personality. Yeah. <laughs> Seen these birds. 
These birds talk. These birds don't talk. I feel like I've been so surrounded by like people that like know the world yeah. and then like fans that know the world. Yeah. And I have rarely ever talked about like this with like the at least like the the innards of this show with like random people. Real people, <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's a bird a, forward podcast. It's a bird first. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bird podcast first. Dungeon Dragon second. <laughs> Let's see. Comedy last. <laughs> hey, we made the list. Some, hey. good, some good bird facts. Oh, I, I can, had. I, I can help you out with some birds. <laughs> I had uh, a bird. All I had a out. sexy bird. A real fucking. What do you think the sexiest hot bird? Sexiest bird. Flamingo, hands down. Yeah, flamingos are good. <laughs> they are very curvy. Sexy. Very curvy. We had in seventh grade. We had a whole unit on birds. Ooh, so in the oh, afternoon, so like in the morning, we'd have like math and like reading, and then in the afternoon, we would only work on bird stuff. What the hell? <laughs> For like so much. Two and a half months. That's so much. Bird. And so we would like learn about birds. We like went to the zoo. They were called interdisciplinary units, and they just were an excuse to like fuck the year up and <laughs> the end of the thing was everyone was assigned you had to pick a bird every group was like three people you had to pick a bird you had to research the bird do like a diorama on it and then build like a giant model of the bird that's so much was, work was your superintendent of the <laughs> school district like a real big bird or something it, I think it was like they, it, the, the purpose of these was like you would read a book that like had something to do with birds you'd learn about birds in science class you would learn like it would oh as many God. like subjects as you could tie birds disciplinary to, you would do and so other years so in fourth grade our interdisciplinary unit was Ellis Island. So in the we'd learn about like immigration into Illinois and all the birds, on Ellis and all the birds that came through. And then in the afternoon we turned the like we would do all work on and then at the end of the like unit we turned the classrooms into Ellis Island and we all had to immigrate oh. to Ellis Island, which as a black person it's like didn't really happen for me. Mm. Like, not, <laughs> not really how I participated in any of this. I'm just uh, gonna like be exempt from this. Yeah. <laughs> like, Automatic A. Like, can I just guess? And then we had third grade. It was Oregon Trail, so we would dress up in like period costumes, and then we packed our wet. We made families in the class. You had to write wow. your family history. Then we all made crafts and food that were like part of that time. And then the end of the unit for that was we all brought in all of our supplies, packed a red wagon, and then went on a like a two mile hike through our town and like through <laughs> the woods. And then had a like a, a we had a land grab where we had to run and get picnic tables at like this park and those were our like homestead. That's a fun wow. way to play out colonialism. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> were people already sitting at those picnic tables? <laughs> and then uh, we had to do a one room. We did a one room school. We went in the forest and sat on logs. And then we had a spelling bee in the woods. And then we did the Virginia reel. And then we came home. Ooh. Also in that unit because there was me and one other black kid in my class. We were in the family of the freed slaves. So we were the Friedman's and like ah! the, she like would assign like oh, a so very you... basic thing for each like you guys are from Sweden your family were in the Civil War and the <gasps> Union soldiers and now you're going west to whatever and are the two, with the two black oh. kids in a, in a family and we were the freed mm. slaves we some teachers like oh this will be fun for them yeah <laughs> and I, I immediately was like I don't like Justin I'm not marrying his ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so me and so it was me and him and then these two other kids that were white and I was like Elliot you're gonna be my husband Justin you can marry Matria and who was a Ukrainian kid in our class I was like Elliot I'm gonna marry you we're gonna make our own family we're just best friends with the free <laughs> we just know them cause I actively did not fuck with Justin I was like I hate this kid <laughs> Where where did you grow up? I grew up in River Forest, so yeah. in the west suburbs. Oh man, That's, I can't believe like so, so you had Oregon yeah. Trail, Ellis Island, and birds. 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 Uh, Iditarod was one where we learned about the Iditarod. Well, that's and then, mostly dogs. And that's dog, and we built Iditarod sleds, and we had to race around the school. Uh, I'm trying to remember what we're, you would do. Like one wow. in sixth grade, we all had to do medieval plays where we like had. There were these like plays written for children about medieval figures, and each class had to do one, and we all had to like find costumes and like build sets. Wow! And for some reason, that was the science teacher's job. Like it was very odd. Do you know science? Do you know science? Uh, yeah. All right, this is the can This isn't a <laughs> podcast about whatever bullshit. It was. This, this is a great introduction piece that Casey. He has put in the show for this us. Is a great yeah. Bonus episode, um, a bonus pod. So we, we we were on the whale. So so there is a, a <laughs> long, <laughs> there's this long line of, of wild looking birds, uh, uh, strange specimens of creatures, and at the end of the line. Uh, standing in front of a bird that is 26 feet tall because it is a harpy eagle, this really wild-looking crowned eagle that has these feathers that stand up on its head is none other than Tiberius Youngblood. Uh, Yeah, this fucking guy. Mm. Who will also be participating in the show. These, um, this is a... uh, Fucking good choice for a bird. Holy shit. Yeah, folks at home, look up harpy eagles now. Dang. They look pretty dope. Talk it's, about hot birds. It's it's buckbeak without the, the it other is, It is. It is buckbeak. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's that a big old bird. Buckbeak. It's got big old legs. It's a fancy boy. <laughs> look at that fancy boy with his little spats. He's like he's got fancy spats. Well, he's got, he's got big old he's got a big old crown on. Yeah, he's got like three really big feathers on the top of his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wild bird. So you see this person who just last night you tore out their eye, but in front of you you can see that he has two eyes. Um, um? that's crazy. Mm-hmm. First of all. Second of all, I Google image harpy eagles, and this was like one of the top results, which is spooky. Oh my god! Yeah, that's totally. Oh yeah, his harpy oh, no. eagle. Is it blind in one eye? Oh. Its eye has been like eaten out. Yeah, or something. Oh, man. Ah! Uh, so, and I, I guess I we're just gonna do this right now. Yeah. Um, you can see that uh, Tiberius's other eye doesn't look altogether human. And you like it's it's very far down the line, but he looks over at you, recognizes who you are, not that you're the thing that tore his eye out last oh, night, yes. but he gives you a menacing wink, uh, and that eye definitely isn't human. I'm I'm not close enough to talk, right? You're not close okay. enough to talk, though. This is a bird show, like the kennel club, so you 
Glead out your birds. Now, the the other thing about the whale uh, being about revenge and irony and whatnot is that uh, there's definitely going to be something about revenge reflected in Lucas's behavior. Uh, how does Lucas manifest his revenge, Liz? Uh, Lucas does not line up. Uh, he just goes straight out onto the pitch. Oh, Lucas, that's not how we get revenge on our friend who died too early. <laughs> Lucas turns over his shoulder and then just starts preening, showing off like a... Oh, so you do the big tail flip. Like, it... The crowd fucking loves it. The Mm -hmm. crowd is super into this. Uh, But, Travis, you can see the judges are not necessarily into this. So let's see here. Uh, I think you're going to get a a five-point deduction Mm. for imprecision. And that that's all we get for now. Are is he eventually able to coax Lucas back yeah. into the line? Yeah. yeah. As you're you're coaxed back into the line, obviously irony being the other influence on us here, you are sat right next to Tiberius Youngblood. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? <laughs> Having a little trouble, are we? I don't know, are you? You look well. Mm. Oh, thank you. I I am quite well. I hear that that might not be the case for everyone on your crew. So unfortunate. Oh, did something happen? Ah, I see. Well, we'll see how well you keep up the facade when other things happen. Yes, we will see, won't we? You will in about an hour, once the competition is over. Thank you, Warren. Bye. <laughs> I love that. Uh, let's cut over to that uh, troublesome stuff. Whoopsie daisy. You, Gable, were so focused on making sure that Traveler Quan didn't do anything that you didn't notice the red feather soldiers that had embedded themselves in this crowd and slowly drawn a circle around you. Mm-hmm. You can see now there are about a dozen men. Their weapons are not drawn yet, but they are around you. Uh, Jonnet, you know exactly where these people are because the eye has shown you yeah. that. Is there? Are they? Is it like a sort of like a semicircle? Because I feel like we're on the wall. You're on the wall. Is yes. there anybody on the steps to the wall? No, but you do remember there was increased red feather activity up on the wall. Gotcha. Um, but like the steps themselves are clear because they would need to send someone down like a thirty minute hike down the yeah. wall just to pull that maneuver, which is wild are there any just civilians about so many okay so many with this i would like everybody to roll their vigilance uh jonnet you are gonna have a blue die on this because you uh were shown the truth by your you just roll these uh verse just these together Mm -hmm. i got a sun and two triangles i got one advantage I got uh, four advantages. Okay. All right. Twelve people. We have to name them all and give them distinct personalities. <laughs> yeah. So we can kill I'm them all. I'm Oingo, and I'm Boingo. <laughs> I'm Doingo. And I'm the sassy one. <laughs> <laughs> they immediately fall into like a Charlie's Angels yeah. plus one <laughs> form. I'm the cute one. <laughs> I'm sad. It's like five different Ginyu forces. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it... I think you have about 
six advantages all, all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are going to be six elements that you'll be able to add to your environment that will be helpful to you uh, if you'd like. I have the actions set for the NPCs. My question is like, is this one of those moments where like going into this fight, we realize we're about to go in a fight. Do we think that if things get too noisy, then it's going to escalate people, other people are going to get involved. It's going to become a whole thing. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Great, great, great. So then stay. Gable doesn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. (laughs) <laughs> okay, yeah. Since Jonathan in this like super heightened state, I'm gonna put one of the advantages. There's going to be like a because we're next to that lift, mm-hmm. there's maybe like a bunch of like service materials that are kind of like scattered next to it that kind of maybe equate to like pulleys. So I'm imagining just like a rope, like a long rope with like a big old like heavy metal, like iron hook that is just kind of like strewn about just like maybe just used for like if something breaks down and uh i'm just gonna put that there okay i like that uh anything else before things pop off um uh i want like so they're all like there's three of us and they're ring like this way uh so so yeah like uh, kind of on all sides around the wall there and they're not gathered around you like in a line Mm -hmm. these are people who have like kind of surreptitiously embedded themselves in the crowd so you know like oh i can't go down this street because there are like at least three of them there i can't go down this street because there are three of them over there you said there were a dozen there are a dozen all right i want five of them to be in my immediate vicinity okay yeah cool what's the temperature i think it's it's uh it's autumn right now. We, we know that mm. because of uh, Travis's animal form. Okay. Uh, so it's like, uh, I'm going to say not quite crisp autumn yet. It's like a dying summer. So probably in the 60s. Okay. I would like to set the dew point oh. of, the, of the weather. And I, so it's like, it's like 60. Mm-hmm. I want the dew point to be uh, 59 degrees. This rules. Wow. <laughs> so in this moment, can I say that Jonnet is just like without even really having to like do any kind of like incantation, he cast that same silence spell that he casted on the civility <gasps> on him on specifically his revolver. Oh, oh shit. The sa- the exact same spell. Ooh, well, are you going to try and do it better? Hurt you real bad. Same spell. I like it. You know what? I'm going to rule. I don't know how much this is going to screw me over later, but uh, I think if you've done a spell like as an established spell, it's easier to do it. uh, Mm. Like flaw, especially if like you include the flaws and all. So yeah, you are able to do that. You know that it will work perfectly. So I think this is only going to cost you one. What what you might call it? One strain to cast, uh-huh. um, and it will take one strain every time you you do something gotcha. with it. Uh, be very careful with this. Oh yeah, uh, and then now I want to change the the because I'm th- I was definitely in like a very like Jackie Chan mo- action movie mindset when I was doing the like the the ball and mm-hmm. on the chain. I want that to be gone okay. <laughs> i want there to be like uh like a horse with like uh a bunch of like uh like a carriage filled with like hay or some crap for sure yeah yeah, yeah. horse 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 yeah yeah That's it. horses confirmed for skyjack thank you <laughs> um 
So we 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 start the encounter and I think one soldier sort of walks over. Traveler Quan. The sorcerers of the monastery would like to request a meeting with you. No thanks. Oh, it won't take but a moment. Oh, I understand, and I I also understand that my moments are very precious, and I would rather choose to spend them here with my new friends. Please inform the monks back at the monastery and that I will see them later this evening. Feel free to also tell that to the 11 other members of your party that are currently uh, encroaching on our personal space. Uh, There's a cool smile on his face. Oh, it wasn't something you had a choice about. That is what I thought. Yeah, so uh, unfortunately, they go first. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to cause a scene here. Then don't. Very well, then. Uh, He draws a gun, like, very subtly. Uh, He's keeping it within his jacket, but it is pointed at you. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you do? Okay, say I want to, like, do some spells Mm -hmm. and stuff. What am I going to have to do to do those spells? So uh, to do those spells, you need to tell me what you want the spell to do, and Mm -hmm. I will help determine the difficulty of it. Every spell you cast is going to cost two strain on you. Essentially, like, strain is, like, difficulty in combat and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you can do anything you can possibly imagine okay. um, and you know especially water themed you're very good at that okay great then i would like to fill his gun with water Ooh, mm. i like this That's very so much <laughs> yeah so i think right now uh, the npcs like they're all holding actions uh mm-hmm. waiting to see if this will be resolved peacefully so I would I would love for you to roll this. I think there's a precision element here, wanting to fill his gun with water. So I assume you're drawing on the dew that's in the area yes. to sort of like condense it uh, right. in a point where it might be able to disable the gun. I think this is a hard roll. Okay. Uh, so you're going to roll all of those together. Okay, here we go. Looks like two successes and one disadvantage. So okay. you are definitely going to be able to uh, disable the gun. I think it is not subtle. Okay. Uh, so, like, he uh, he raises this gun against you, and perhaps you, you subtly try to uh, condense this water, but water spills out the barrel of his gun. Yeah. And he, he just goes, God damn it. And at that, everyone convenes on you. So uh, you'll need to take two strain uh, for doing okay. the spell. So just uh, write that down there. And uh, then we come to uh, the NPCs. They are going to rush in. Mm -hmm. Gable, they're going to rush past you, you realize, because they were surrounding Traveler Quan and not you. But that means they weren't paying attention to me, right? That does mean they weren't paying attention to you. So they're going to rush past you. You're going to get to act in a little bit, but they are going to move to Traveler Quan. Mm -hmm. So... There is this large uh, movement. You can see people now in red coats surrounding Traveler Quan, and they're going to try and restrain you, Allie. Um, okay. I think this is going to be probably a pretty tough roll for them. Let's see. It would normally... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make this a hard Am check. I ve- Am I very strong? 
Um, How strong am I? You, you've got three brawn. That's about the same brawn that Gable does. Yep. So you're pretty strong. fit. Okay, I love it. So they are going to fail, uh, but they are going to get an advantage here. Let's see. That is two failures, so they really screw this up. Um, how do you clown on them? Like, like you are just sort of, like, they're, these are, you know, six people have just rushed in to try yep. and grab you, and you're not getting grabbed. What does that look like? Well, I think I use my cloak that they think they're grabbing my arms, but I've like, but they're not because my hands are higher up in the cloak than mm. they think. So they're grabbing and like holding really tight, but they're just grabbing fabric. And then I'm able to like whip my arms and like shake them off. Ooh, yeah. So this is some Jackie Chan shit. Yes. Uh, this is like Jackie Chan shit, like combined with. Uh, there's a a traditional, I I think it is mainland Chinese uh, in like the Cantonese region Mm -hmm. uh, dance where, uh, dancers have very long sleeves. It's like, it's, Mm. it's a very cool thing all about moving the sleeves. So like they've grabbed different parts of your sleeve, like up and up. And and it's like (laughs) to the point where very Jackie Chan style, like you're in this room. And they've gotten all the sleeves and like you flick out your arms and uh, the sleeves spin out uh, and it throws everyone back a little bit. Yep. I do think this has disoriented you and your clothes a little bit and you're going to have a black dye to the next thing that you do, but you've managed to avoid them. Meanwhile, uh, I think the other ones are going to raise their muskets and aim, but they are not going to act this round. Uh, Now we come to our pc slots uh so ali has taken one of them uh we've got two open pc slots i know gable's horny for it you go now (laughs) so they rushed past me yeah and they're very obviously attacking yeah they're obviously like trying to restrain uh traveler kwan who has like sort of deftly avoided them okay i want to do melee attack okay just on as many as I can get. It's probably like two of them since they're all pretty packed in, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it, a, a melee attack is normally two purple. Uh, we upgrade it for every new person that you want to target, I believe. Yeah, So, but I uh, also get a blue die for being in uh, duelers. For, actually, no, so this is a duelist. Yeah, yeah, two. How about uh, I just do one? Then? Okay, yeah. If you if you just want to mess up a guy, yeah, it's, it's I just want to mess, mess up a friend. Um. <laughs> <laughs> just ruin this boy. Ruin boy. This yeah, it's looking like a pretty wild success of those other two. So it looks like this is a success in yeah, the advantage. Success and advantage, yeah. Yeah. And this is just a, a brawl? Like you're uh, not, melee, yeah. Oh, melee, yeah. So you're light using melee. the weapon. What's yeah. your weapon? Okay, so you're using the, the short sword. Uh, the yeah. short sword. Uh, so yeah, how do you take this dude out? And are you doing it subtly or are you doing it not subtly? I'm not doing it subtly. One of the men who are attacking, because mm-hmm. their back is to me, I just go straight through. 
Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's not exactly a melee attack. It's not defended. <laughs> through, the, through the body. Uh, okay, Just so, yeah. Shish kebab, a fellow. What I like about this is we're in this very Jackie Chan scene of, like, oh, yeah, these people have rushed you. You've definitely avoided them. Use used your clothes to, like, sort of confuse them and whatnot. You might have even mugged at the camera a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then one of them starts screaming. <laughs> As you can see, a sword has just run them entirely through. And I think they've been lifted a little bit off the ground. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah. He- I- Gable's not subtle. Gable's <laughs> not good at fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think, yeah, uh, they will have a black die because they're just terrified that someone has skewered one of them in what should have been a very open and shut easy thing. Mm-hmm. Jonnet, you're up. So, Jonnet is going to... Uh, do people want to see a gun thing or a magic thing? Both. Ooh, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to do the magic thing. Uh, Jonnet is going to, like, let's say maybe three people, of the three people that are aiming at Quan, mm-hmm. is going to take three of them, and he's going to just rapidly shift the earth underneath them to f- trip them up. Oh, that rules. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so that's, I believe that's probably Arc- Arcana. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and before you roll it, uh, my question to you is, are you uh, making any sacrifices to uh, make upgrade your dice and make it go e- easier? Or would you like to entreat a luminary? Um, I think in this, I haven't drawn a luminary in forever. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, and as a reminder, in treating the luminary uh, does have the side effect. It could potentially affect your personality. Oh, great. Oh, for the remainder well, of the fight. John's been going through a lot of personality changes lately. Um, he is a teen. The newborn. Oh, okay. Oh, that sounds sweet. <laughs> You're a baby. Uh, is that sweet? <laughs> uh, so, John, it's a baby. Okay, so the newborn is about a beginnings, responsibility, and potential. So this is actually a pretty great one to have yeah. on your side. Uh, yeah, that definitely upgrades uh, one of your dice for sure. I think, let's see, you're targeting three people with this. I think this is going to be a red and two purple. Okay. But yeah. And uh, I still have the blue from the Yes, eye. you okay. do still have the blue. All right. Oof, doofa. Wow. Wife. X's are failures. failures. Wow. wow. Dang. Wow. Okay. Is this is yikes. massive. <laughs> so this totals out to be three failures out of six total failures wow. that I could have gotten, wow. but they canceled out. So I think this is going to be, uh, overall, you're taking five strain from this. Okay. What's going to happen. So you are trying to control the earth beneath their feet. And one of the reasons that you think you can do this is in that, you know, flutter of your eye, you again saw the divine shape of the universe. It was easy to grab hold yeah. of the tendrils of earth and shake them. Or it felt easy at first, but you're already sustaining one spell to keep your gun silent. And now with your other hand, you're taking on another spell. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as you shake it, you feel the exhaustion of hours of labor rock through your body. Uh, So I think the earth has moved. You don't 
fully understand exactly how it's moved, mm-hmm. uh, but you feel extremely tired. Uh, and that might work out to your advantage because these men are right now not targeting you. Are they tripped up? They are not tripped up. Okay, you okay, did, okay. You did fail that. Like, it just, you know something happened. You don't know what happened. It, it certainly wasn't what you wanted to happen. Yeah, uh, okay. And now you feel extremely tired. Okay. And we're going to move over to the NPC slots. These men have a black die. I know exactly what will happen to them if they fail this. They are within close or short range. So they are going to attack Gable with this first volley. Holy shit, they do fail. So what happens? They plant their guns and one gives the order to fire on the muskets. They shoot, but beneath them... A sinkhole has formed in the ground. As they step forward, their legs like dig into the sinkhole, and like their if their shots go off, they go wild. People start screaming and running because gunshots have been fired in this marketplace, and now shit is definitely going down. We find ourselves once again looking at a long line of prospective crew members for the Skyship Uhuru that are lined up in front of an audition table. Someone with dramatic flair approaches the Uhuru table, snaps his fingers, and headshots and resumes appear in front of you. Oh. Why, hello! Oh. Oh. <laughs> The name Next. is Jimothy <laughs> Buckets. Jimothy. I'm sorry, what was it? Go ahead. Jimothy Buckets. What are buckets? I'm so sorry, what's is... your name? Travis Matigo. What's Travis? His name. Yeah. Well, I'm Jimothy Buckets. Yeah, I don't I don't follow. I used to have buckets long ago. What does that mean? What does like, it mean what, to have uh, buckets? Once upon a time, I was not a two-legged creature like you. Oh, no, no. Jimothy Buckets used to soar through the sky. What were like you? Like a bird? Much like a bird, but different, you see, because I was a ship. Oh. A sky ship. Okay. But I was cursed by a witch. Wait, you were... A witch cursed an inanimate object with the curse of life? Yes, for my hubris. I can think of no greater curse than being alive. The witch put a soul into a ship? They took a soul, a ship soul, and put it into a man. What's a ship? The ships don't have souls. They're just, you know, boats. Oh, I beg to differ, young Travis, because I, Jimothy Buckets, have my own soul. Wait, okay, hang on, hang on. (laughs) You're trying to tell us that you are the the embodiment of a ship in our ship trying to work on our ship. So that means other ships have souls. I'm not trying to tell you, young man. I'm letting you know that 
I have a soul, and I'll bet your ship has a soul, too. Where did the body come from? This reminds me a lot of the- Where did the voice come from? The, the movie Source Code. <laughs> oh, yes. Some, you, uh, this body is a body that was about to die. Yes. So it forfeit the right to its own soul. Oh, no, the body was killed to make room for me. Oh. But I mean specifically at the end when he decides to stay in the new body, and then we're led to- we're led to believe that he just lives a life in this new body, which presumably already had a soul and a consciousness. Wow, spoilers for a bad movie no one will see. Oh, it's been years. It's fine. I watched that movie alone and drunk, <laughs> and it was the best night of my life. <laughs> Travis, it seems like you have a sadness in your heart. Oh, does it? I will only be released from my cursed mortal frame if I do 100 good deeds. Oh, so it's an Eddie McDowd thing as well. Oh, yes. Oh, so you're immortal until you do the deeds? Well, so I, I could kill you right now. Do it. I'm going to do it. Do it. I'm killing it. <laughs> Gable takes out a gun and shoots him. <laughs> and that's that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, like a trans a transparent ship exits from his mouth and like wisps into the wind campaign skyjacks is a one-shot network production for more information be sure to follow us on twitter at at campaign pod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing welcome to character creation cast a show where we create and discuss characters the best part of role-playing games with guests using their favorite systems I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Bolter. And I'm your other host, Amelia Antrim. Join us as we sit down with game designers, podcasters, and fans of games as we dive into learning about different RPGs through the lens of character creation. It's a combination of character building, player advice, game design insights, and even a little bit of fan fiction for a different game every month. We tackle a variety of new and old games, both well-known and indie-produced titles. We learn how creating characters can tell us a lot about the games themselves. Check us out today anywhere you can get podcasts or on the OneShot Podcast Network at OneShotPodcast.com. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Like Backstory. Backstory is a cozy, thoughtful interview show featuring the most fascinating folks in role-playing. Join host Alex Roberts as she gets to know game designers, LARP rights, scholars, community organizers, and more. From emerging artists to seasoned veterans, guests open up about their creative process, what keeps them engaged, and their visions for the future of role-playing. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter at Tyler A. Dave. On main stage with Second City or at I.O. with Devil's Daughter. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at LizAnderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matigo was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG, or on my other podcast, One Shot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y-P-O-N-E-Y. Or on his own podcast, Neoscum. 
Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The World of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The role-playing game used for this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system published by Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends ne'er to rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind, who know we can never deny the call of the sky. <laughs> <laughs>